Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, JV, what's going on, brother? Oh, beautiful uh, 4th of July. Happy ID4, man. Have you watched uh, Will Smith punch an alien yet? I have not. Yeah, we started last night. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, drinking games happening, so we did not... During the movie? Yeah, we played in the background all day. It's on on a loop. Oh, oh, I got you. I I see what you're saying. I thought you were like drinking games while you watched like... The movie has a drinking game. That's not a bad move, it's, though. I mean, Pretty every solid. time, every time Jeff Goldblum stutters, you gotta <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> That's actually a really good yeah. game. All right, next July Fourth, let's go. Yeah, we'll put that. We'll make one of those posters for it. The house rules poster. I love it, man. Yep. I love it. Uh, <laughs> how's your weekend been going? It's Monday, so you know. Yeah. Uh, pretty chill weekend. Um, me and the wife went around to some collectible stores Saturday. Just for you fun. guys are really into that stuff, man. Yeah, like you guys it. have a lot of. It's cool. Once again, we talk about adult money now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all the crap that we wanted as kids, but we couldn't because mom and dad always said yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't go out and spend a bunch all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, like. When we went to that Collecticon thing, it was just kind of a, a moment that we knew that that was going to happen. Uh, no, we just sometimes just go out and check out some stores around the area for fun. And Very cool. Uh, other than that, uh, watch some TV, watch some movies. Yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta jump into that Stranger Things yeah. during the pod. So, um <clears throat> I watched uh, Old School this weekend, which is fantastic. I, I did as well. Yeah. So good. It was just so good. 
That was the perfect text message. <laughs> really I just was. jumped on like net net. Uh, I can't talk. I Uh-oh. just jumped on Netflix. Right. And the first thing I see pop up is old school. Right. Right. It's like one of their spotlight movies oh, yeah. or whatever. And then as soon as I look at that, it, you text me a picture of your screen. Exactly what I saw the same thing. It so I text you <laughs> the exact same thing back. It was just brilliant. I was like, mm-hmm. awesome. Still awesome. so good. Still so good. Guys, if I'm stuttering or a little slow today, I apologize. Um, so how was your week? There was a lot of libations yesterday uh, at the pool. Uh, it was good, man. So yeah. I've been off work since Wednesday at 5. Right. So it's been glorious. Um, yeah. Doing a bunch of stuff around the house. Um, saw some friends. Did you go to Bed Bath & Beyond? Oh, man, we got to do all that, dude. Bed, Bath & Beyond, Lowe's, and Home Depot. Why we got to go to Lowe's and Home Depot is still beyond me, but know. there's some stuff that one Kinda has weird, and the other right? one doesn't have, so we got to go back to the other yeah. store. It was it was a lot. It was a lot, man. <laughs> um, But no, man, it was it was really chill, man. But I kind of yeah. been been thinking about something lately. Okay. Um, guys, bear with me for, for a second, man. Um, So it's been a decade since we've had our – Last solo Superman movie. Right. Wow. Yeah. Like, yes, 2013 is the last time we saw Henry Cable, the most recent person to play him on the big screen, put the cape on and fly. Mm-hmm. In, that ex- in that same time frame, we've had a new Batman movie, three Spider-Man movies, a whole Wizarding World Fantastic Beast trilogy, mm-hmm. three Hobbit movies, <laughs> three Transformer <laughs> movies, Got to include that solo Bumblebee outing, which yeah, is yeah. not bad. Right. But it was a thing. And like 13 Liam Neeson ass kicking movies, okay? 13 more to come this year. We got 13 <laughs> coming out in 22, <laughs> the second half of the year. Yeah. You know, um, why do we not have a sequel to Man of Steel <clears throat> is my biggest question, man. Um, now, is that referring to just Henry Cable or yes. Superman in general? Man of Steel, yes. The 2013 that came out. Okay. Um, I don't know how you or our listeners think or even cares, but like we need a Superman movie on the big screen mm-hmm. ASAP. And I say this on Independence Day, man. Um, I know this pod drops on Thursday, so it's a little couple days after. But for me, what Superman represents is truth, justice, and the American way. Right now, <clears throat> we on this pod steer very clearly from social and political stuff, so I won't go down that rabbit hole, but I think we all could use some hope. Uh, Clark Kent Superman is that living embodiment of hope. Right. Oh, you know, when the world and life is the way it is right now, Superman is the perfect character to show how he deals with what we deal with in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Uh, Superman's story itself, you know, as the last son of Krypton, Crash landing on an alien planet called Earth, being different, having to hide who he actually is, is the American story. Is the story of acceptance and love and trust. How he grapples with enemies and people he doesn't agree with and normal citizens in the American story um, of what we can and how we should treat each other and how we should actually rise up. Uh, Superman's story is how we as citizens of an alien planet called Earth can learn from each other, accept each other, build bridges, and choose to take the high road. Javi, I guess what I'm saying, man, and asking and wanting Warner Brothers DCs to stop rebooting Batman <laughs> and other properties yeah. 
and focus on the one property, the one comic book hero that has the ability to bring people together and inspire hope. I, I really want to see a Man of Steel follow-up, and I believe it's what the world needs. Uh, to all those celebrating, happy Independence Day. Yes, sir. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Ticket to Paradise, See How They Run, Season 4 of Stranger Things, and our Movie of the Week, Emergency. Hi, big dog. Go ahead and just hop right into this, man. We got some new trailers here. I knew they were coming around the corner. We're starting starting to pick yeah, up yeah. again, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this one looks dope. We got Ticket to Paradise, a divorced couple that teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake <laughs> they made twenty five <laughs> years ago. This one stars Julia Roberts and George Clooney yeah. as a divorced couple chasing their daughter to Bali. Talk to me, brother. Yeah, let's not forget about Caitlin Denver. That's true. In there as well. That's true. Uh, she's done a lot of work. I, I remember her from Last Man Standing. Okay. Have you ever watched that show? I have not yet, uh, but I hear great things. It's a, it's a funny show. It's okay. Good. Tim Allen, Tim, her and Tim Allen are, for me, are just the top two in that show. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see these two interact with her uh, and just, you know, you know when George Clooney and Julie Roberts are on screen – as them as separately, they're awesome. I mean, side by side, the ocean's movies, nothing, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be nothing but fantastic, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see their comedy in this one and bouncing off of each other. Trailer look, trailer was good. Having rolling. So it, this George Clooney is what I like to see, man. A lot yeah. of the earlier George Clooney roles were really drama centric. After yeah. he did like General Hospital and. Batman and Robin, um, you know, it was a lot of drama-centric roles, man. He's older, he's more mature, and he is wanting to have fun. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with good scripts and everything. So this one looks like a funny, good time, and just seeing how they just kind of bounce off, like you said, bounce off each other. And I like the the jabs that they're going to make at each other (laughs) the entire entire movie. That's all the trailer was. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and throw a uh, ticket to paradise on our socials, guys. Uh, this one looks really exciting, looks really fun. Uh, good date movie is what it looks like. So Definitely. let us know your guys' thoughts. All right, brother. So we have See How They Run. A desperate Hollywood film producer sets out to turn a popular play into a film. When members of the production are murdered, a world weary inspector stopard and rookie constable stalker find themselves in the midst of a puzzling whodunit. What are your thoughts, man? Kind of mixed. Yeah? Um, I mean, you got a poster, or no, I got a poster right here of Death on the Nile. Yeah. Um, and it's just another murder mystery, right? Um, obviously set differently. 
I'm kind of got mixed feelings on it. Not super excited, but not like I don't plan on seeing this. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like it's going to be kind of funny. That's the difference between, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell, <laughs> like Adrian Brody, who's actually like really funny, Adrian yeah. Brody is. Um, this is going to be good, man. This is going to be hilarious. It's, you know, small budget, but good actors across the board. Mm-hmm. And that who done it in the vein of like Clue. Yeah. With that, you know, trying to Comedy. be serious of death on the Nile type type ordeal. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for the for this one, dude. This looks like a rip roaring good time where I'll just go to the movies, bucket of popcorn, large cola, and just laugh <laughs> for 90 minutes, yeah. man. That's that's what I'm about in life. So awesome. Are you you excited for Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Got tickets to store. Dude. I dude. I'm still coming off. Okay, so <laughs> yes, I'm super excited for Saturday. <laughs> like, to, I, don't, to I, don't, see I forgot Thor. today was Monday when I woke up. But right? I forgot <laughs> today was Monday. Also, I was at the pool yesterday and it was me and three other grown men in the playing pool basketball. With, like, middle schoolers. Right. Full of energy, nonstop, can play for hours. Yeah. We were like, yo, is there anybody to sub us out? There was no way to, yeah. to sub us out. It was literally the four of us versus, like, eight middle schoolers. No, Nobody wanted to give up either, did they? Of course not. <laughs> and then there's, like, you know, JP yeah. was out there, like, he was auditioning for the uh, Olympic team. Right. The sign on the goal said, <laughs> no dunking. Just. John. Well, on all the little kids, dude. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> Dunk on all you guys. No, nah, man. Um, so I'm, I'm a little out of it, so I apologize. But no, dude. Uh, yeah, Thor. Lo- Love and Thunder. I'm excited, bro. That's going to be good. <laughs> Saturday morning, right, for us? Uh, Yes, midday. Dope. Stranger Things. Season four. Yeah. Let's just get right into it, man. Definitely my favorite so far. Yeah. Uh, this one really brought the horror aspect out. And more of the, not just like the horror aspect, but more of the like seriousness too. Like from start to finish, it was it was like no games, right? They were all like super into what was going on. And I guess too, you got, a big age difference in the characters. Between like, you talking about like in the characters right now, or are you talking about between when they started till now? Yes, yes, between when they started till now. Yeah. So when we met them, they were all into Dungeon and Dragons and no girls ha- or nothing. No girls, yeah. just just hanging out with the boys all day and riding bikes, comic books. Now they're getting into some relationships and things yeah. like that. Uh, so they're all a lot more serious. I think that kind of helped bring out that horror aspect of it. You can kind of dive more into the scariness of right. what the Duffer brothers want to do right. with that because they are a little older. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it's a show still geared towards kids because yes. the stars kids, but there's a horror aspect that 
you know, adults will like as well. And mm-hmm. also if you're a fan of the eighties, right. You know, and if you were, if you were, you know, middle or high school or in the eighties, you're, you're definitely drawn to this as well. So it's like, yeah. It, Stranger Things is a, is a worldwide phenomenon that just brings in a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, what's really enjoyable about it, man. Yeah. I will say for this season, everybody kind of has a through line and I really enjoy that. Everybody kind of has a start of season four yeah. and they, they all have a plot line that right. takes us through the end of season four, man. And that's really enjoyable. Right. Um, the, the strongest for me, I think, um, you can obviously say like a, a 11, but also what, how grown up Dustin is as well. Yeah. I gotcha. Like he, like you just see the maturity in, in him, right? He yeah. was just scared of everything before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. That's how the first uh, season was with all of them too. Um, Now he's just out there. Got no choice, man. I mean, man, done. man went through the gate. He's, <laughs> Broke his leg and everything. He's run, kept kept like, moving. Runs point kept on some moving. things, man. I, I, I love it with the yeah. ideas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Even with the cast itself, man, you have the older kids. You know, you have the, the younger D&D kids and stuff yeah. like that, man, and how they kind of play off each other. That That's really cool. And you got, like, Harper, Winona Ryder, and the crew over here in Russia. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was I thought that was gonna be weird at first, but like in Duffer Brothers fashion, they make it work. Right. And it's actually kind of cool. Right. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean there was three basically like three locations going on uh simultaneously, and then they finally all come together. Four if you count um where eleven was oh, yeah. afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah, for, you're right. For the longest time, right? Yes, put to that one. Yeah. Uh, I do like the way they kind of handled things as far as the uh, upside down this season. Classy. Saw a lot going on, but like not too much. Like still enough to where it's kind of a mystery still. Yeah. Um, But like just like the the creatures and kind of how it's grown even – even that's grown since season one when we first kind of saw what was going on on that side. Uh, but Eddie's scene where he's playing the guitar. Oh, that was badass, dude. dude. That was so awesome. That was so that was badass, so dude. Awesome. That, was, that was so metal, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then it plays into the whole scene, right? Yeah, to, to across the way. It, yeah, that was so awesome. He, a lot of good memes. Eddie was a, memes. A, a... And you kind of tell, but they did what Josh Whedon did in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. You're bringing a very likable character, right? Only to care, kill him off at the end, where you that you have like an e- emotional tie towards this character. Yeah. Good looking, you know, smart, sharp, sharp on the wit and everything. Uh, like I said, easy on the eyes or whatever, and then you kill him. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> because they they always said like, and Carmen gets more. My wife Carmen gets more into the what's going to happen. Like, this is what the blogs and stuff we're talking about. Yeah. I stay away from that. But she's like, somebody's going to die. Yeah. There's going to be at least a couple more killings and stuff on, on volume two. 
And I'm like, okay, like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. But like, it sucks that I th- it's lazy writing to me to not kill off a main character and just to do that. Cause like you see it coming. Okay. This guy's here. Yeah. He's in the mix. He's in the upside down with yeah. them. He's trying to get it done. All right. He, they're not going to kill off one of these, yeah, one yeah. Of these kids, one of these main characters. They're going to kill they? this kid off. So they, they maim, uh, Sadie's character pretty good. Max. She's also not even an original <laughs> character, though. You know well, what I mean? That's true. So, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but she got it dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did kill quite a few few people in this one. Oh, one thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, they uh, they like, went ham like this a, season. Your boy melting in half. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a little unexpected, dude. But it was pretty cool to see that visual. Uh. But I mean, at least they sent Eddie off in a in a grand fashion. Yeah, yeah. Like, like not only was it the scene on the trailer, but it was the scene where he was holding the shield. Yeah, as the bats were coming, or the whatever they are, the the creature creature bat. Things, yeah, yeah, that was badass too. He had some, he had a couple <clears throat> of dope send out scenes. He's he's a good kid, man. Yeah. I think uh, I think he'll get a bunch of acting roles right after this, right. and he'll just kill him. So. The villain, though. Right. Best villain we've had so far? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, from the look to the flashbacks, like the look of Vecna to the flashbacks of yeah. one. Uh, Top good, notch. Good practical effects. <clears throat> oh, dude, yeah. Did you see the, the video? I think it was on IG or something where yeah. he – like sitting in the chair and applying all that. Yeah. Dude. Hours. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Hours. They were like, yeah, we could, you know, CG something, but, you know, we want to go for as much practical as possible, and I appreciate that. And I think that gives them a lot more true emotions. Yeah. True emotions from the other characters. Uh, But. When you're literally, like, face-to-face with that thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Um, Definitely a formidable foe. I... I am mad that, what's the older sister's name? Uh, Nancy. Nancy. Like, why are you doing, like, torso shots with that sawed-off shotgun? Headshot. One to the dome. (laughs) Get that fleshy part right here in his head, too, bro. That was a a bullseye right there. She was lighting him up, though. I said, I said, like, as soon as he fell out the window, I was like, all right, it's it's 86 that means it's been like nine years since Halloween dropped. They have to run down there and finish the job. Yeah, yeah. They have to. There's yeah. no way that they're not going to finish the job. Like, it happened in Halloween. You got to do it. Yeah. Go, 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 go. And it is Mosey. <laughs> it is Mosey on down, yeah, yeah. down there. And I'm like, oh, of course he's gone. Yeah. It's, it's... So, yeah. we end season four. With, like, a hellish Hawkins. Yeah. With the uh, four points of where the four kids yeah. were killed. Yeah. Leading to this humongous earthquake and this, like, this center. They haven't even really discussed anything or even saw anything with that center or what's going to pop yep. out of there. But my first thought was, like, doom the 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 game. Right. Bunch of creatures just coming out of that and stuff <laughs> like that, man. So what is going to happen next? Yeah, season five is the last season. 
fifth and final season of Stranger Things. We're going to finish up. I are they going? To, is time going to pass? Is it going to be right? Yeah. After this, like, is four going to roll right into five? I would think they would have to do something pretty close, right? In order for it to kind of keep pushing through because I mean yeah because like you know everything started to change or they're going to take it into the and we're just speculating here guys yeah, yeah. Which we should not be speculating um nah that's what we do here <laughs> he's like this is what we're gonna do damn it <laughs> um or they talk about the the effects on everybody and the effects on the vegetation and the, yeah. the landscape of the town and everybody's gone and maybe uh Hawkins is a ghost town now or something like that right like time right. has passed well, if you remember, uh, I can't remember exactly what season it was. I think it was, I think it was the second season with the uh, with the Demi Dogs, where like the uh, tunnels and stuff they were going through were killing plant life, right? Yeah, the vines and stuff. Yeah, and now it's like the whole town like that. Mm. So something's spreading. I wonder if. Vecna is like the big bad guy, or is there something else? I feel like there's something else because remember, one was dropped into that place. Yeah. Well, remember, Will's still having weird feelings connected to the mind flare, right? So that thing is still good. But isn't that the thing that was in the um? Wasn't that the thing that was in the mall? Yes. So it was not in the upside well, down no more. So maybe it's he's connected back to Vecna somehow. But at the same exact so but at the same exact time, right after the the we're gonna get into the pod in a second, guys. I apologize. Right. But right after the uh dance at the end, like this mm-hmm. winter ball or whatever, didn't it flip upside down and you were seeing the mind flare that's what I didn't understand you're, that. You're right. You're right. Mindflare was kind of looking over the upside down yeah. uh, school dance or whatever. But didn't they, like, kill that thing? Um. Well, I don't think they killed it. I mean, apparently they didn't kill it because it's Clearly. still showing, showing that it was there. I don't know. That's going to really be really interesting. Interesting uh, puzzle to put together. I will say, man, for two guys from North Carolina... Like I, the Duffer Brothers, I I give them all the credit. They have created a fantastic show. It has a bunch of like '80s pop culture. Yeah. It's just fantastic. They're from Durham. Right? Yeah. Durham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, listeners, we're gonna take a quick break. Bro, thirty-year anniversary. One of the best and most controversial movies of all time, brother. All right. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, Clyde? Dude, you already know, man. <laughs> Batman Returns. One yeah. of the best Batman movies of all time, but released and shunned for its dark and strange undertones. Yeah, that whole statement is very true. I mean, we see Bat set dude on fire with the Batmobile engine. That was awesome. And then whatever they were doing with Christopher Walken's hair. <laughs> Crazy. Even more awesome. <laughs> Dude, uh, with one of the best taglines of all time, the bat, the cat, and the bird, this movie was less about Bruce Wayne and Batman and more about the villains of Gotham and how they shaped the city. 
Agreed. And it's also a very grungy Christmas movie as well. Dude, it is up there as a Christmas yeah. movie. They uh, they really put put the messed up Gotham in perspective. Um, but, you know, listeners, if you want to give it a watch as well, you can go check it out on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. And guys, uh, we're going to have a conversation about this movie and celebrate its 30 years. So, like always, check out our socials for more information, including our YouTube page. You can just I, I, search us at... We can make it real easy for them. They can go check out our link tree in our bio or the description. Yeah. movie yeah man let's go ahead and get it done all right guys this week we are discussing emergency i'm so sorry i said that by the way on the microphone said what get her done that's right <laughs> screw it leave it in leave it in <laughs> that's right it's murica around her how we do all right guys uh emergency just released on amazon prime at the end of may of this year this movie is directed by Carrie Williams and written by Katie Davila. This is actually a feature-length adaptation of the writer and director's short film with the same exact name. Sweet. Uh, no information to report on this one, uh, budget or revenue. Oh. Uh, yeah, I try to text Bezos, and I think he ghosted me, man. The ghost he ain't yeah. giving you those details anymore. Yeah. yeah. Bastard. <laughs> uh starring in this one we have RJ uh Siler as Sean, Donald Watkins as Conley, Sebastian Oh uh Shotgun as Carlos, Sabrina Carpenter as Maddie, Maddie Nichols as Emma, Madison Thompson <laughs> as Al- <laughs> What? We got Sabrina Carpenter as Maddie. Yeah. Maddie Nichols as Emma. Yeah. Madison Thompson <laughs> yeah. as Alice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Maddies in this one. And uh, Diego Abraham as Raphael. Um, that is it for our... Yeah, there's some other cast. people in this yeah. flick as well. But coming and going. Coming and going. Yeah, coming and going here, man. All right, brother. Go ahead and give us that quick synopsis. We can hop in this one. So we got... Two best friends are about to graduate, and they are planning on a fun night to complete the legendary tour, which consists of seven frat parties that you have to hit in one night. Uh, They come home before they go out to find a drunk girl on the floor, uh, and their roommate, Carlos, is playing video games and has no idea why she's there. (laughs) Has no idea she's in the house at all. Um, So, Sean ended up convincing uh, Conley not to call 911 because they're three dark-skinned men, and they have a drunk white girl <laughs> passed out in their house. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Sean says, you know, if, if we call anybody, we're going to probably get shot before anybody asks questions, is basically what he was what he was saying. So this leads to a string of events that leads them even deeper into this situation, which almost ends with exactly what Sean described. Oh, yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and start with uh, probably top build here and most famous person in this movie, R.J. Seiler as Sean. This kid, man, is 
uh, college kid, senior, but doesn't take anything serious, right? Right. 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 Um, is more interested in his best friend, Kun Lei, <laughs> and their debacle, their, their debauchery <laughs> that's going to happen that night, bro. Right. And I will say this, man. Um, the setup for this movie is fantastic, right? How many times have we seen... You know, movies where there's uh, like a group of like white friends, and they're like, "Yo, we're going to do like this, the big bash, or going to we're going streaking, going streaking." <laughs> you know what I mean, and going to do all this like partying and stuff like that, right? <laughs> what we've not got is is how it would happen with two black guys, right? Or you know, a group of brown guys or whatever, and and what <laughs> would I, I got to throw Carlos in there, man? Yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite characters yeah. in this movie. Um, you know, or you know, we've never seen it from that aspect, man. Yeah. And seeing that the director being black, the writer, she she's Hispanic, um, that's really cool. Right. So I'm I was really excited going into this seeing this. The catch is they do have this drunk white girl, like passed out drunk. Oh yeah. Right? And he and Sean's the entire time like, um, this is not a good scenario no, for us. Not at all. There's no part of this that is good for us at all. And yeah. he keeps that that through line the entire movie. Yep. <laughs> all the way to the end. Uh, yeah, so Sean is... He, he is just real... Like, this is break time, right? Yeah. This is a break. Why are you doing work right now? Talking to his buddy. Screw your culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw your babies. <laughs> um, and he he does that through the whole movie, but you can tell he's definitely a different person than Kung Lei. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you tell that right off the bat that they're two different people. <clears throat> just That's the way cool. they dress. Yeah. The uh, way they the way they're speaking. Yeah. Just everything. They're two different people. So that's. I mean, I assume that's why Kung Lei didn't really get it. Yeah, man, and, and and you know, it's it's a tale as old as time, man. Where you're not, you know, Sean's character is more from the streets, from the yeah. hood. Uh, we'll talk about Kung Lei, but you know, his parents are both doctors, right? And, yep. and established and distinguished and stuff like like that. So I think his mom even had like an African a- accent. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's definitely got some going oh, yeah. on there where he's where his life is a little different there. He does not really understand kind of how like I some maybe American norms for right. the basic black guy, you right. know what I mean? Is <laughs> is kind of the vibe. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um is what Sean was putting across, but Kumi yeah. was like, Yeah, that no, no. Right. And he wouldn't believe it at all, man. Yep. I will say like Sean's hilarious. Um he is definitely that guy who would be really dope at a party. Yes. That's what he was trying to do. Yep. Right? He was trying to hit all this party. <laughs> and I love the purpose, right? The purpose wasn't just to um go to these all these parties for the with the, the legendary tour. Yeah. Um the purpose was to be the first two black guys to do it. Right. That's dope. And then they would have the cause in the black hall. They had, uh, you know, the first to do something at yeah. this college. I thought that was really cool, man, where it wasn't just, yeah, let's just go and get drunk and yeah. have a good time. We want to be remembered 
for something. Right. And that was really cool for me, man. I think like how they put that together. We got Donald Elise Watkins as Kun Lay. This dude is definitely going to be like president of something one day. Yeah, he's going to run it all. Yeah, he's definitely. Um, <laughs> what did he say? President of like uh, dirt or something, something like, like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, D- dirt and bacteria. D- dirt and bacteria and <laughs> stuff. Uh, definitely a bookworm. Yeah. Cool, but not in the, the, the chill, outspoken sense that Sean is cool. You right. know what I mean? And even trying to define cool is, is, is different between the two. He's book smart. He's he's chill. He has a best friend that's kind of in the know, right? But at the same exact time, man, his focus and his parents' focus for him is yo get through your studies, get yeah. through school. Don't worry about all this other stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and you know we learn real real quick. He likes that honey dip that's in his class, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and that's what he's about in life, and I think that's what his plan was to meet her at the underground, one of the one of the stops on the tour, yeah, and kind of kick it with her, and that never really happens. Um, but he is the polar opposite of of Sean in the scenario what how they need to handle this this drunk girl at their yeah. house, and yeah, they fight about that. Yep, the whole time. And he's actually kind of the the stronger of the two. Yeah. Like, as far as his personality. Right? Yeah. Because Sean's, well, Sean's freaked out about being shot by the police. Yes. The whole the whole movie. It's always, you know, every turn, it's, we're going to get shot. I don't want to die. We do this, we get shot. We yeah. do this, we get shot. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and Conley's like, we got this drunk girl. We got to take care of her. And he does the CPR. He makes sure she's everything's good to go. But he's also not afraid to do anything. Yeah. Like, this is what we need to do. Let's do it. And that's just another opposite personality. Yeah. And it's because, like, I wonder if if Kunlay right. grew up right next to Sean. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of the same experiences that that Sean. Obviously, they're still two totally different people. Yeah, but they had a lot of the same experiences, right? You can tell just by the way from the get go, the way that that they're dressed, they carry themselves, and everything that they come from two separate walks of life. Yeah. So I wonder if it would be similar in that regard if they did grow up together, yeah. right? Like I, I always I imagine that. And I was thinking about that as I was watching this movie. Through the end, man. Well, but he, even if you throw like Carlos into the mix, he's more on the Conley side as yeah. far as wanting to do the right thing, right? So I don't know. I don't. We don't really know much about his backstory. Yeah. So yeah, we don't really know what's like his deal. He wants to build rocket ships. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we'll jump right into <laughs> um, uh, Sebastian Chacon as as Carlos, man. We meet this kid, and I love how we meet him. <laughs> I love how Sean and Cutler, they, they come back home, and the girl's passed out on, on yeah. the floor. Messed up. And he's just in there playing video games, like headset on. Yeah, he's normal he's college kid. like Doing the super stereotypical college gamer stoner. Yes. yes. He just happens to be Mexican. So I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> that, was awesome. that was awesome, man. 
Uh, yeah, he's just he's ripping some hits from the bong and just enjoying his time alone. <laughs> Which it takes me back to to college where like that was some people's like Thursday, Friday night, dude. Yeah. Oh, Friday after school. Okay, so I'm just gonna sit here, smoke this, and play World of War- Warcraft. <laughs> I'll see y'all yeah. Monday morning in, in psych, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was that. Yeah, yeah. Door was closed. <laughs> That's it. Got it done. And apparently he has a habit of leaving the door open. Uh so that's weird too. I love how they I love how they explain that too, man. It was super easy. Yeah. Just like obviously the well, obviously we know that they didn't let her in there. I th- actually I think let me correct myself. I think it was he had the habit of not locking the door. Yes. Not necessarily leaving it open. <laughs> <laughs> Which the way like I said, the way that they explain that is awesome. Well, they they deliberately say, man, dude, why don't you just get over the, just lock the damn door. Like, you have a hard time doing that. But you get that by them two coming home, not knowing who this girl is, not knowing she's passed out, going to him. Yeah. And he's, you know, the door's behind him. So he's just ripping a bong, playing video games and stuff like like that. Yeah. And then he comes out and has no clue what's what's going on. (laughs) Completely oblivious. Bro, you need to learn how to lock the damn door, bro. (laughs) Maybe leave your room every once in a while. Get a snack. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But it was the same thing, dude. The kids in college, man, they would never go down to the mess hall or anything, dude. They had their little mini fridge, everything that they need. They never left their dorm room. Sounds awesome. <laughs> dude, uh, Carlos is my favorite character in this movie, though, man, because he's he's a nerd, yeah. but he's a gentleman at the same exact time. <laughs> And he's he's thoughtful and he's nice and he wants to have a good yeah. time with these guys, even though like he's also a smart guy too. He's a very intelligent yeah, yeah. guy. Um, even though like Sean is kind of like uh, I don't know about Los, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he definitely thinks like they're three best friends and they kick it just because yeah. they live together. Yeah, doesn't always well, mean that. It's just a fanny pack, man. So that was the biggest thing. Let's ride out, bro. <laughs> you say it was the fanny pack. Let's ride out. I'm. You want to rock your fanny pack, JV? We still hanging out, bro. <laughs> Just don't hand me anything out of the fanny yeah, yeah. pack. We're good. I mean, you might get hungry. <laughs> you have a Nutri-Grain bar. Dude had a Nutri-Grain bar on, <laughs> on deck. He was ready to go, man. <laughs> Yo, he was a very fun character. Um, and also that, like, third voice. Right, you yeah. had you had the the two Sean and and Cunley who are our mains, and they're kind of splitting time, going back and forth about yeah. what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and then there's Carlos who kind of was the comic relief, but yeah. also like you said, he was on uh, Cunley's side a lot right. of the time. They just kind of tell him what to do the whole time. One thousand yeah, percent. Just watch the girl. He's do that this. friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that friend who's like you tell him what to do, and he's yeah. just like okay, yeah. And I think he's still trying to get like accepted by these guys and right. wants to go on the, the legendary tour with them and everything and thinks in his mind that like that's what the, what yeah. he's invited to do. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't invited. Yeah, so no. <clears throat> All right, we got um Sabrina Carpenter as Maddie. Talk to me, brother. Uh did you know she is a musician? I did not know she was a uh, musician. Yeah. I was looking up, if you look up like her TV and filmography stuff. Okay. That's how I found out. She had like a bunch of music videos on there. Oh, dope. So 
I went through and I listened to some of her music on YouTube. So I was curious. Then you found out that Joe Pesci has a music uh, album as well. Everybody's got a music album. Dude, everybody has a music album. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was not for me. Uh, just, uh, you know. uh-huh. uh, but as far as her acting, uh, she portrayed a lot of emotion and didn't seem afraid to let it out like on screen. Uh, so she's the big sister and she's obviously upset numerous times through this movie because she's looking for her little sister that she ditched at a party. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like she delivered that pretty well. Yeah. Not you. Um, I love how we get introduced to her. Yeah. Right. Cause she's looking for, <laughs> she's looking for yeah. Emma. Yeah. We don't really know who Emma is, but she's kind of looking around and then we get to her friend who's talking to the tall guy and the thing or whatever. Yeah. And she, the guy's like trying to help. Right. And she's like, who the are you? <laughs> Why are you so close to me? Right. It's just like <laughs> off the bat, like this has nothing to do with you. I don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. Get the hell away from me. Right. Right. And her friend, her, her friend, the girl was just trying to like, Back with some dude. They're at a yeah. party. Why not? We're drinking. Wearing, we're having a good time. Man was wearing a toga. Man was I mean, in a toga. That's all you got Probably wear. not much underneath. You all know you what I mean? Wear to the party. So. Wear a toga. <laughs> so, like, we know, okay, she's a little aggressive. Yeah. She's a little aggressive because, is she always a little aggressive or because of the situation? The situation is, which we'll jump into in a second with Emma, is that Emma's her little sister. Yeah. Her 17-year-old sister. Correct. Who is still in high school. She brings a 17-year-old high schooler to a frat party. Yeah. I think that was, was that the anything but clothes frat party? Anything but clothes frat party. Yes. So she is a. She's trying to get some people sent to jail. A B word the entire night. Understandably though, right? Your sister's lost. You don't know what the heck is going on, but. You're an idiot from the get go from allowing this to happen. Oh yeah, like it was it because your sister was got dropped on you during this week and you had to right. watch her, so you were like, uh, or you were like, yo, there's this party at my college. Yeah, you should come through. Both scenarios are horrible. <laughs> Not an excuse. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. Right. Uh, but she's the same throughout the entire movie until the end, and even even at the end. She's still herself, yeah, and that yeah. was all like make oh. make believe and stuff. I apologize for that. Javi's just now waking up from a nap. Guys. Yeah, yeah, my my nap alarm just went off because you know you got to get that six p.m. Monday nap in. He's turned off. Yeah, her. Th- her reminds, we usually record at seven, so that's a six o'clock alarm. Oh, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> But she is, um, yeah, but, like, Maddie's th- through line is the same. And she's even faking it at the end, trying to open her eyes and yeah. be more cultural and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. Because when she catches up to th- these guys who have her sister yeah, by accident, she's trying to, like, make up for it or whatever. But yeah. Conley's like, I'm not about that life. I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. Let's get the hell out, out of my life, out of my face, so. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was awesome, man. So we got Emma, um, Maddie Nichols as Emma, and in in short order fashion, she plays a passed out, drunk, 
teenager for 97% of the her, her screen time. I, I wonder if that was hard to do or not. You got to think, you're on screen a lot, long time just not moving. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine it's not hard, but it's probably not fun at all. I'd bet not at all. And I think back to um, Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's too is what I think back to how difficult it was for that guy, right? Like, Or did she call him for a yeah. little, like, acting advice? Right. Because that's what I would do if I was in that scenario. Right. But that's her, that's her role. She's just this drunk, passed out yeah. girl who lands up on their floor, throws up on <laughs> the floor, and Conley's cell phone gets... <laughs> <laughs> so you nasty. And they, the whole point is like, the whole point of the story is like, I, it's weird how the story takes this weird left turn, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be like just some teenage, I mean, like, you know, this college romp film. Yeah. They're just going to go get drunk the entire night and have a good time. And then we, oh, they have this drunk girl to take care of and figure out yep. what the hell to do with, man. Like, yeah. problem number one. So here's here's the fun. We're getting away from the fun. Yeah. Point one. Real fast. And it's like, what are we going to do here? Okay, we got to come up with a plan. We still got to do this legendary tour. What are we doing with her? Sean was like, we need to just, we'll just go to the first place and we'll just drop her off. Put her in the ditch. Let's sleep it off. ditch and sleep it off or something. Kunlay, voice of reason. Yeah. We can't do that. You hear yourself? Right. right? Like, we're going to drop this drunk girl off. Yeah. I mean, his whole thing is like, what if she dies? What if she dies? Because she's throwing up everywhere already. Or the other thing, get taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, which that's what he was trying to convey to Sean. <laughs> Sean didn't, I don't think, I don't know if Sean cared or understood that that's a possibility as well. Sean's whole thing was just trying to stay alive. He was just convinced he was going to die. Sean was also ready, even before that, where they were still in their house. Mm-hmm. Sean was Already high, yeah. <laughs> drinking a little bit. He was ready to party. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we got to ditch ASAP and just get to our fun stuff. Remember, right. he, they have a goal in mind, man. And I think that's where Sean's North Star is the entire movie. Yeah. And this is the first obstacle. Just the party. Just a humongous obstacle, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big one. Pretty big one, I would say, yeah. But we, we come to find out, yeah, she's 17. Uh, she's a high schooler through Carlos, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love I love his freak out right there, dude. I love that. Oh, dude. And then when she finally comes to for a little bit, um, <laughs> he, like, calms her down, but then gives her, like, the death punch or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not a physical punch, like a, a drink, a yeah. drink. Like a fruit punch type oh, no. alcoholic drink. And she just gets drunk again. Yeah. She's a little... Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> thank Kalei's like, she just... She keeps getting drunker for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, man. Oh, no. But he does also figure out that's what it is, doesn't he? Yeah. He, like, smells it, and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> mm. All right, we have um, Madison Thompson as Alice. Alice is friends with Maddie, and just her... Her road dog, man, is yeah. like, yo, yeah, your sister's missing. Um, let's go figure this out. Right. Right. She's having, we meet her. She's having a good time at the party with the dude in the toga we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> but um, she gets tired of Maddie real fast, man. Right. Maddie's like a B-word the entire time. 
And she goes, look, you're, you're the effing idiot <laughs> who brings your 17-year-old sister to a yeah. college frat party. Like, that was your mistake. Right. And, I, you know, as if you're going to make that statement, I hope before that decision was made or when Maddie brought that up to you, that you were like, yeah, that's not the best idea. Right. I can't tell you what to do. Right. Obviously, but I don't think that's a good idea at all. Yeah. She definitely is just like, at some point she's just like, I think she's okay. Like, don't yeah. they, because they see her getting in the van, she's like, she looks like she got in a van by herself. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even that being said, you know, people take hostages and. Exactly. Just because you're, you're walking doesn't mean you're not in trouble. And that was one of, you know, just kind of skipping around, but that was one of the things that irritated me about, like, the way they portrayed the dispatch part of that movie. Yeah. Where the dispatch is like, so she got in there on her own or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's getting to a van with people we don't know. We don't like it. Simple as that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that part of that. Because it wasn't, wasn't, that, that part was not real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's one of those things that's like, like they portray when you're calling and you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you're not necessarily going to say, hey, I'm in trouble. You're going to try to kind of code it a little bit. So I didn't like that. And I, I wonder, and I wonder, right, if it was, they were dealing with a lot that night, the yeah. the college police, yeah, the town police, or whatever. There were seven frat parties, yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of crap that was, yeah. they was probably dealing with, man. You yeah, know, we both right. we both been the frat parties, we've been the frat parties together, and they, you know, police are, are stretched thin on nights <laughs> like that where everybody, especially after like a football game when everybody's about to throw a party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Police are definitely stretched thin, so that's the only thing that I can think of about why she was. <clears throat> the dispatch was asking yeah. all those type of questions. Right. Yeah, you know, just, you know, party or whatever. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that case, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I get what you are saying there. Well, it's like, and then Alice is like, can we get a wellness check? They're like, okay, you'll be out there in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just say, 10 minutes. Just yeah. say the right thing. I always <laughs> ask for wellness check. Uh, but I do like Alice because even when they all meet up, right, all yeah. parties meet up and they're trying to figure out – Maddie's like yelling at the guys like, yo, why the hell did you take my sister and why the hell is she drunk and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. like that? Well, you should know why the hell she's drunk. But yeah. That's beside the point. Um, Alice is like, you know, they're trying to explain exactly what happened. Alice is like, yo, this, your story actually checks out. Yeah. So she's also that like voice of reason, like Carlos, like Kunle, um, like, yo, this is what happened. And I, I believe yeah. these guys, it just doesn't make any sense why they would take you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think Alice, or not Alice, uh, Maddie's kind of portraying more of the racism. Yeah, oh, right? 1,000%, yeah. And Alice is kind of like, she's not that way. Yeah. She's like, okay, we can believe these guys because it makes sense, not yeah. just because they look how they look. All right, man, uh, last character we want to talk about here, uh, Diego Abraham as Raphael. Raphael is the uh, tall... Uh, fratty looking dude at the party that is macking with Alice and that Maddie basically just cusses out first like three <laughs> seconds on him. And you know what? I, I get it. 
most guys in that scenario, when they have a girl, they're like, dude, why are you, why are you CBing me right now? Like, why <laughs> go do something? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But like, he never showed that vibe in that moment. Yeah. Even though he probably had Alice on, on lock, he was concerned about what was going on. But like, he saw the worry on both their faces yeah. and was like, yo, let me see if I can help. Right. And the fact that he left the party with them to go find the sister was huge. Right. Right. And that just speaks to the integrity of that guy. Right. Most guys, college guy, young, early twenties, um, at a frat party, bunch of girls, anything but clothes party. Yeah. You're looking to see some stuff. You're looking to go ahead and and get, get hooked up, you know, that night. And the fact that he had that integrity to leave, Right. And go with them speaks volumes. And I really like that about his character, man. He was probably the, I guess, other than Emma, the weakest character in this, yeah. just, just like script wise. Um, and like, you know, detail, but that right there just speaks volumes, man. Right. Cause like, I don't know if I would leave in that. I'd be like, all right, y'all have fun with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. At, at like yeah. such an early age in my twenties, you know what I mean? I'm just wearing a sheet, right? Yeah, now. I'm just wearing a sheet, and my ride home is that electric wheelie. Yeah, can't thing. burn the battery power up. <laughs> can't I got to bring my charger. <laughs> uh, well, he's also another point of a little bit of racism. Yeah. Uh, when they finally run into Carlos, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, he's my cousin." <laughs> and then. Uh, I think it was Maddie's like, but y'all don't even look the same. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Mexican. I'm like, All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. he got, I got the Mexican sign. He got the white sign. Yeah, what yeah. Can, you know, he looks like a white guy. What, what can we do there? <laughs> but they did play like um, with Carlos and his hair and everything. They did play him up very, yeah. very well to look really Hispanic, <laughs> right? And there's Diego, who they played up to look more Caucasian. Yeah. Like, that's just good writing. Because it was kind of a surprise. It was definitely a yeah, surprise. Yeah, it was definitely right? a surprise. <laughs> Especially if you don't know, like, if you don't know the actor. Yeah. And then, and then that comes up, and it's like, okay. Well, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but, so, yeah, he was he was really dope character and was there the entire time with them. And also was like, yo, it definitely checks out. Like, my cousin is not that type of dude. Yeah. And his, his friends are not these type, type of guys. So, Raphael was there to help in that regard. It all comes... It all comes center when, after Sean leaves, yeah. just gets on the bike and, and leaves <laughs> and goes to, like, party and stuff. And Sean's biggest fear happens. Exactly. Right? At the end, where and this is where the movie, once again, there's this through line where they just want to go to do this legendary tour, and there's these obstacles in their way the entire time. The entire time. And the last one that Conley and Carlos and Raphael, well, now Raphael's in there as well, yeah. you know, colored guys and Kind of Raphael, kind kind of not. <laughs> um, he's, he's the one that you make drive. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, is <laughs> now they're you know trying to get her get her to the hospital because yeah. she's not really responding. She's going cold. Kunle is doing CPR. 
they're being they're driving fast, so they're being chased by cops. And when yeah. they're stopped, you know, Cunley has a gun to his head, right? And oh, that's yeah. and when we talked about this movie in the, the trailer like a few weeks ago, I did not know it was gonna take this type of dark turn, man. Right. Right. This type of real dark turn. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more a little bit more partying, a little less dramatic. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, but it was definitely the opposite of that. Yeah. And even like the, the scene does not last long and they get out of it and the cop is like, all right, your yeah. story checks out, you know, she'll be okay next time. And I hate this next time just call the pros and we'll do that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we can say that, but everything Sean said kind of would have checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, we can't, but, Carlos, lock the damn door, okay? And, and if Maddie and Alice wouldn't have been with them, how would it have turned out? Exactly. You know, if they would have just showed up just with the girl, that would have been, exactly. been Dunsky's right there. Exactly, man, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, the dichotomy between Sean and Conley after that you know, because they, they're basically bickering and fighting and they yeah. actually like screw this and they separate. Sean goes to the party. Cunley's like, we got to save this girl. Yeah. Um, and everybody else is on board with saving the girl as well. Sean is like, I'm not getting shot. Like that's yeah. Through line. Boom. I get it. <laughs> but the fact that they kind of make up at the end, man, and you know, it's for like such young actors. And I will say this, like such young, like black actors as well, man, emoting the way that they did in that yeah. lab and being able to express their, their feelings. <clears throat> I thought that was really dope, man. And that, that's that's fantastic acting from a very yeah. low budget type movie. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, man. That was just really really cool, and I really enjoyed that scene because it wasn't like ham, it wasn't hammy at all, right? Um, it was just real, and they were like, "All right, man, let's just yeah." Get through I mean, this, that bro. was the that was a key thing for the whole movie is it's all pretty real. Yeah, like this could happen to somebody. It's probably happened to multiple people. Yeah. Um, you know, the outcome could be different, but it's a at real, any it's turn, a real, it's at a real any thing. Turn, it could exactly. be different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She could have been dead on the floor already when they got there. Yeah. You know, that's honestly what I thought was, was going on. I thought she was going to be dead already. That would have been wild, dude. But then she wasn't. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, don't let her, don't put her on her back. Yeah. 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 Um, and, like, the real thing, man, is, like, that last scene of this movie. Yeah. You know, uh, Conley kind of has that PTSD from that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm i 35. I've never had a, a gun pointed right. at me that was, you know, ready to fire. He's 20-something, 20, 2021. 20, yeah. He has. He has lived with that for the rest of his life oh, now, yeah. right? Um. And, you know, he gets that from those distant sirens that he hears. Yeah. He's got to live with that, man. So that that's, like, the realness of it as well. No. We, 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 you come for, like, a, a, a campy kind of college, let's go get drunk fest. Right. And it takes a sharp turn, man. Yeah. And it's different. And I get why it's called emergency. Now. Like, and I, I didn't really get that title at first when right. we were doing the, the trailer. After watching the movie, man, it definitely makes sense. Oh, yeah. All right, man, just um, 
the sets were just the college campus, the yep. couple of the, the dorms and everything like that. It was nothing to really the gawk van, at. The van? The van was a big set, <laughs> set piece as, as well. They spent a lot of time in that yeah. damn van. Um, but I, I will say, man, just the – it definitely showed that, like, college campus life, yeah. which was really cool, man. I really like seeing – because some movies do it really fake. Right. Some movies do, like, the campus life, and it doesn't look real at all. Oh, and you yeah. can tell when, like, dude, that dude's fifty-five. He's not. A, he's not a professor. Like, why are you high-fiving it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can just tell. Um, but this one looks really cool. I also liked. There, it's a younger generation than you and I, but how the British teacher was using the N-word out loud, like that. I thought that was an op, like an amazing setup. But like, that's a real type of class that right. these kids are taking this day and age, right? Right. Where. You know, you there's like intro to like X Men and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. there, any, anybody can make a college course and take it. Um, Harvard has a million of them. Princeton yeah. does as well, and that's probably one of these type of classes, right? Where it's just like the N word yeah. is the class. And they were just like, I love how they were the only two black guys in it too. And they were like, <laughs> "Do you guys have any insight?" And all the other kids were just like, "Yeah, <laughs> we we need answers, right? <laughs> we need answers, yeah." Very, but not um, very, very good look of the college, man. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. All right, man. Um, let's just talk about a theme sure. real quick here. You know, like I said, this was like a uh, like an eighteen minute, might even be less than that, short film that the writer director <laughs> created, but. They expanded it to 105 minutes here. And it's just basically what would you do in in this life or death scenario with this person that you don't yeah. know? Are you going to go the route of like Sean and just think for yourself? And right. Like I said, or are you going to go the route of Clint and and try to save this person? Man, in the process of trying to save this person, you could also, your life could be ended as well. Yeah. Just because of the way society is right now, unfortunately, you know, and I, I think that is kind of the what they were trying to explain in a very comedic, racist, eye-opening, um, collegiate way. Man. Right. I think that's what they were trying to do, and and I knocked it knocked it out the park. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did a great job in this movie. All right, guys, so that is our conversation about Emergency. Yes, sir. Released this year on Amazon Prime. Avi, talk to me, man. What are your thoughts and ratings on this one? I'm going to give this one a four out of five buckets of popcorn. Uh, very great low-budget film. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it st- sticks on the point, right? The point of racism point of trying to figure out the right way to handle something. Yeah. Or the right, I mean, there's multiple right ways. There's also multiple wrong ways. Uh, So they kind of show you the, the, the worst way you can handle it. Right. Which is to just put it off. Right. Make the call, you know, get her some help, figure it out after that. You know, 
Maybe you make the call and go sit out on the front porch and just chill. I don't know what you, I don't know what you do because, like you said, it or like they said, it could go anyway. Yeah, it could show up and they get taken out. You know, because you, you know, I mean, nobody knows what's going on in the house except for the people in the house. I'll I'll say this, man. Choice, yeah. Choice is a a big a big component in this movie. Yeah. And making the right choices and making the wrong choices yeah. uh, throughout the entire movie. And I think that's what makes a good script. Right. In this movie. So, yeah. I, I hear you, boss. What about you, man? Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, man. This is like a three and a half, four buckets of popcorn type movie for me, man. I'm right. going to land on three and a half buckets. Um... This script was just great in what they were trying to do, man. You have right. basically two groups. You have, you know, Kunlay, Carlos, Emma Sean, and you have Maddie, Alice, and, and Raphael, right? right? And it's kind of a cat and mouse type ordeal. Right. Trying to go after and get the sister back and see her jump in the van and everything. <laughs> Um, but it's the choices that Raphael makes, right? It's the choice that Kunle makes and going, you know, we're going to save this girl one yeah. way or another. You know, it's the choice that Carlos made by, by not remembering to lock the damn door. <laughs> um, it's the choice that, that Sean makes and is like, you know what? We're going to lie to my brother, whoever that, that person is, to try to kind of get ahead, which was a very hilarious part when they find out that when Carlos walks in and says, oh, there's a 17-year-old drug girl. Oh, she actually, like, passes out, like, on the, like, in, in the house. Right. I have, like, all the guys, like, just pack up all their beers. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Take off. They're like, nope, <laughs> not going to be here. Not happening at all, man. Um, I think that is very good writing. Yeah. And, like I said, it's about choice and the decisions that you make film man where it kind of falls for me is like it it definitely stuck the landing i don't think that this is going to be like a rememberable movie right it needs to be there was something missing where like you know this is a movie that like needs to be viewed by a lot of people and i'm thinking maybe it's not the big production movie that they're going to spend a bunch of money advertising them. Yeah. It's just one that was done, some trailers, it slid in, it's out, and that's basically it, right? Yeah. It ain't, there's no, nothing that just pops up and says, you need to watch this movie. So that's probably where it fails, falls at. Yeah, man, but I but I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump it up. I'm going to say uh, four buckets of popcorn for this, brother. I got some 50 Flies, my band, information update. Let's go to work. Yeah. First off, I just want to uh, thank all the listeners, right, for not only subscribing to us, Movie in a Pod, but who's been streaming 50 Flies music um, that dropped on all the major platforms, uh, and we have a video out for it. It all dropped on the first. Music video, guys. They're uh, bringing MTV back. Yeah. Because glory days. <laughs> uh, the single's called Secrets. It's streaming on Apple Music, 
Spotify and all the good stuff. Uh, so appreciate you all checking that out. Also got some show updates. Let's go. Uh, seven nine this Saturday at Tavern Seventy Four in Monroe with a few bands out there. Eight thirteen. Um, oh excuse me, there's one before that at eight five. We're playing in Greensboro at Blind Tiger. Nice. Uh, eight thirteen. The L.A. Tap Room in Lancaster, South Carolina, and eight twenty at the Trolley Pub in Somerville. South Carolina. Good old Somerville. So that's busy, busy August. And you guys can get merch and check on all that information at 50fliesband.com. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff, brother, man. Guys, be on the lookout. Uh, One of the hottest bands in the Southeast right now, 50 Flies. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Three Emergency. Next week, we're going to finish off the season with A Knight's Tale. And that's streaming on stars. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.